You're listening to the Sporting Heroes podcast brought to you by Radio City Talk in Liverpool. My name's Matt Jones and uh, this week uh, my guest on the show is somebody who played at a World Cup and pretty successfully for Ireland, but he also represented the likes of Everton, Chelsea, Manchester City and Wimbledon throughout his career. It's a warm welcome to the studio to Terry Phelan. Good afternoon, Matt. Thank you very much for inviting me in. Well, great to have you in. You've been admiring the view as well from the top of the tower. Well, I've got goose pimples because <laughs> I've never been up here. Fantastic view of Liverpool. Fantastic view of the, the two great stadiums there. The red and blue halves of uh, Merseyside, as we say. I won't say Liverpool, I'll say Merseyside. <laughs> It'll keep the, the red half happy saying that. <laughs> Certainly will. Uh, we'll get on to, to your career in a moment mm. or two, but you've been over in India for the last few years. How much have you been enjoying that? Yeah, I think it's been fantastic. Uh, my first opportunity was 2000. 2010, I went over there as a technical director for a residential academy in Goa and then I uh, decided to come back after two years for the schooling for the children and then obviously I went back over there again 2014 uh, as technical director for Kerala Blasters and I've had one or two jobs uh, since then so yeah, four years I've done there in Kerala so I'm uh, back over again and I'm, hopefully I'll be uh, going and living in Bangalore So it's the Indian Super League and it mm. seems to have been getting bigger and bigger over yes. the last four or five years and certainly mm. some real high profile players have gone over there yeah there's been some fantastic players who went over there especially in uh, season one you know uh, Del Piero was over there there was, there was a, a lot of players over there Marco Mazzarazzi was over there ex-Evertonian centre-back he was over there so, you know, uh, Jermaine Pennant was over there. So they've had some fantastic players over there, you know, in, in season season one. But then it seemed to have faded out a little bit and, uh, you know, a little bit of cutbacks. And, you know, they tried to really nourish their own, uh, their own Indian players for it. So how have India taken to football then? Because obviously cricket kind mm. of dominates over there. Has their footballing interest peaked at all? Well, after the Cricket World Cup, well, India have just got beat off another uh, team of mine, New Zealand, because I did live in New Zealand and all, so they won't be very happy about that. <laughs> but uh, no, the football's growing all the time. You know, you've got 1.3 billion people. I think what we need to do is get the infrastructure right over there. Uh, coach education's another big part, which it's getting there, but we need the coaches to be really focused on how to deliver sessions, how to bring uh, the characteristics of the the younger students up. How did you end up with the opportunity to go over there? Because when you must have got the call, 2010, did you say? Yes. It, it can't have been that popular over there, football. Well, I mean, the I-League has always been going well over there. Uh, the the, the I-League, you know, you've got the ISL, which has come in now as a new franchises. But uh, yeah, I, I just... You know, I just fancied something different. I was in New Zealand for six years, a bit, little bit closer to home, if you can say that, another probably 10,000 miles closer <laughs> to home from New Zealand. So it was absolutely brilliant. But I enjoyed my time there. And I thought, you know, I had unfinished business. And, and you know, my, I think my dream, like every other foreigner's dream who goes over there, is can we get that Indian boy into the premiership? You know, can we actually do that? It will take time, but, you know, and it'll take a lot of time. But I'm sure, I'm sure someone will do it, and there will be a boy playing in the the uh, Premiership soon. Absolutely, it'll happen one day. It's Radio City Talk. You're listening to full time Terry Phelan in the studio this afternoon. So let's get on to your playing mm. career then. Yeah. And uh, well, so many great clubs that you represented. Yeah. yeah, oh, fantastic clubs. I mean, I started my career at Leeds United as a young boy. I did have the chance to go to Manchester City as a 12 year old, but I opted to go to Leeds. 
got away from home kind of thing, running away from home, was it kind of? Uh, no, it, it took me out. Of, it took me out of the comfort zone. Thirteen years of age, went up to Leeds, a Manchester boy in Leeds at that time, uh, was was great for me, you know. And I ended up staying there, playing in the first team, you know, playing in the reserve side as a young boy, and then obviously from there I got released. You know, one of those things happened. I went down to Swansea with Terry Yorif and Tommy Hutchinson. Went there for a year. And then it seemed to go from the, the, the year at Swansea, really. I had a great year, played 42 games. And I ended up going to Wimbledon, the crazy gang. And I remember saying to Terry Yorif, who was the manager of Swansea, Wimbledon, I don't play tennis. Something's <laughs> probably wrong there. No, no tennis. I don't play tennis. He said, no, they've got a football club. I went there. I met uh, Bobby Gould. I sat in the room for five hours. Nobody come to meet me. I didn't know what the hell was going on. And then from there, you know the stories from there. You know, the Wimbledon crazy can, all the stories, Dennis Wise, Vinnie Jones, John Fatshew. And I'm sorry to say you Liverpool fans out there, but you know what happened in 1988? I think that's really catapulted us to where we are now. All them players winning the FA Cup in 88 against the mighty Liverpool of that time. Of course, uh, Aldo is on this station very regularly. So mm, sorry, Aldo. He won't like you reminding him of that game. <laughs> Still that penalty. Well, well, I, I don't know what happened to Aldo that game. I, I know my fellow Irish teammate and all. Sorry about that, Aldo, if you're listening. <laughs> Was that one of the, the proudest moments of your career, winning that w- medal at Wembley? I think, I think, to tell you the truth, I think one of the proudest... Uh, most of my career was actually playing in the top league for Wimbledon. You know, that was always my dream. But yeah, going to going to Wembley and playing against Liverpool, who I did watch growing up, the mighty Liverpool of the 70s. You know, Graeme Sooners, Alan Anson, Bruce Grobler, you know, Sam Lee, all them wonderful players, you know. And then to play against Liverpool with the likes of John Barnes and, you know, obviously Kenny was, was the manager then. Uh, and obviously it, w- it was a fantastic day, 100,000 people. And to go out there and win 1-0 was, was just, I mean, it was just an amazing day, wasn't it? Absolutely. And then you end up back in Manchester with City before yeah. coming to uh, Everton via Chelsea. 1997 is when you moved to Merseyside. Yeah, I moved there. I had a great stint at City and Chelsea. I then I had a few injury problems. And I, I remember getting injured doing my cartilage at Everton. Uh, I was flying. I, I really enjoyed it. The fans was passionate. They really got behind me. I had a slow start, but once I got into it, you know, I had to fill Andy Inchcliffe's boots and Andy Inchcliffe moved on, uh, which was a hard thing to do. But I finally done it and then I got injured and I was out for about 18 months, which really knocked me back a lot. But, uh, you know, I come back from that. I think Everton was a, a wonderful uh, place. Uh, on the other side, on the other side of my family, they're Evertonians anyway. My wife's side are Evertonians. Uh, so, yeah, it was a fantastic time there. And I'll always appreciate the Everton fans. And I, I do have a love for that club and all. How difficult is it when you've got an injury like that? 18 months, you say, to be out for it's such a long period of time. Well, it was on and off. You know, I'd come back, re-injure something else, come back. So it really wasn't right until I really got right. You just have to work hard. It's a mental thing. You know, you have to get in the gym. You have to be super focused, super committed. Because at the end of the day, the club are paying you to get fit. And... I love my fitness and I said to myself one day, I will be back. I got back and ended up playing in the, the, the Irish team. But I do thank Everton for keeping uh, faith in me. A difficult time to be at Everton as well because we all know that the problems mm. that they were having financially at that time yeah, and all sorts yeah. and, and often battling against relegation. Yeah, it was. But, you know, we, we, we kept our heads above water. All the lads was very committed at uh, Everton. And, you know, it was for the fans. You know, you go out there in front of the fans. It was fantastic. And they was always there. And you, you look at them now. We just hope now they can really build on what they've done uh, last season, really build on coming season, really build on that with the new manager. 
Absolutely. Uh, just before we get onto your sporting hero, then I've got to mention Ireland because mm. when I said that you were coming in in the newsroom earlier, uh, Louisa King said to me, "Oh, you've got to ask him about the Ray Houghton goal against Italy and the celebration mm. afterwards yeah. because you yeah. kind of locked him in in your arms, yeah. didn't you? Uh, you know, I'm getting goose pimples again. <laughs> I always seem to get goose pimples. I don't know what it is, but." It was a moment of, listen, when you're growing up as a young boy, and like we talked about the FA Cup, and then you talk about World Cups. My first World Cup was 1978, you know, when Argentina won it. So when you, when you look at that, you think to yourself, are you ever going to play in a World Cup? And are you ever going to be against a team of Italy's uh, magnitude? And are you ever going to score against them? But I think when Razor scored, it was just like, will somebody wake me up? Am I in a dream? And it, it was just sh- sheer shock. It was like, you know... You know when you're falling off a building and you just wake up before you hit? It was something like that, if you, if you know what I mean. It was absolutely fantastic moment. And uh, to beat Italy in the giant stadium and all, to play against Italy, that will, that will always be a great moment. You made your Ireland debut in 1991 and win 42 caps from. Mm. Uh, but as you've said, you're a Manchester lad. So where's the Ireland connection in your family? Uh, mother. Mother's the Irish one. She came over from uh, Sligo an awful long time ago, set her roots in Manchester like a lot of them did in them days, come over for a nightlife, you know, for partying. Uh, and obviously, you know, work and all. So it, it, it got her out, big, big, bigger city. So all my family are still in Ireland, in Sligo, a little place called Tubbercurry. And uh, a lot of them are in Manchester and all. So, yeah, it comes from there. I always wanted to wear the Ireland jersey and, and play for Ireland. And there were so many of you who, I guess, have got their roots here, but also have their roots in Ireland, the yeah. likes of yourself, yeah. Aldo, McAteer. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's loads of us. I had a debate the other day. Are we Irish? Of course we're Irish. You know, if your family's Irish, you're Irish. And, you know, we used to get called, you know, are we plastic Irishmen? No, we're not plastic Irishmen. You know, we're fully, fully uh, green Irishmen and the blood runs through our veins like any other Irishman. You know, just because we don't speak in, you know, an Irish accent doesn't mean we're not Irish. We're as Irish as the next person. Absolutely. It's Radio City Talk. Terry Phelan, former Everton Ireland, Man City man in the studio uh, this afternoon, picking his sporting hero. So let's get on to your sporting hero. And uh, was football always the the sport that you watched growing up? Is that where you're going to go for a hero? Well, I mean, yeah, the sports was always there, but uh, and and the football was all the football was always there for me. You know, growing up, and I think when you when you're growing up, for me, it was growing up in. Liverpool was always there, wasn't it? Liverpool was like the Manchester United of the 90s. Uh, but Liverpool, black and white TV, you know, watching them play. And, you look, I mean, there were so many. I mean, but for me, it's got to be, you know, you look at Graeme Souness, the way he played for Liverpool in, in, in them them years was, was fantastic. He led Liverpool, you know. It was a forefront for Liverpool. You know, everything went through him when he was playing. And, you know, you look at the European trophies, they won and all, they was absolutely fantastic. So, for me, somebody like him, you know, a leader, a captain, he had everything what uh, Liverpool was all about, really. What did you try and put in your game that, that he had in particular, do you think? Uh, you know, I think that, you know, that, that good attitude, that never say, never attitude. And, you know, I, I loved the way Liverpool played, you know, the one and two touch football, the ball was always on the ground. Uh, and and that, that was that was, for me, the, the way... You know, I wanted to grow up playing. You know, I wanted the ball on the play, play a game of a football, I'd call it. You know, uh, different contrast to when they went to Wimbledon, mind. But, you know, but no, I think the, the Liverpool of that side was absolutely fantastic. And I don't think this new generation know how, how good that Liverpool side was. You know, it was absolutely brilliant. And on top of that, they don't make footballers like that anymore. Graeme, as soon as you could say, 
brilliant technical footballer, wasn't scared of a tackle either. Well, he wasn't scared of a tackle, but if you look at Ronnie Whelan and all who, who slot in there beside him, or little Sammy Lee, they, were, they all was, or Jimmy Case. There's some fantastic players for Liverpool and none of them were scared of a tackle, but you could tackle then. Uh, but now, obviously, it's curved it out a little bit more. The game's a little bit more cleaner. It's a little bit more nicer. And it's allowing your technically great players to really get on the ball and play. But listen, we had great technical players mm-hmm. in that side. And all if you look right through from the Brucey Grobler all the way right through to the front, there was great sides. And I know Man City fans are going to be wondering why I'm talking about Liverpool and Everton fans and Chelsea fans. But we grew up with that. We grew up with that Liverpool. You must have had the chance to meet Graham Soonest throughout your life and career then? Yeah, I, I met him on a few occasions. Obviously, obviously, uh, playing against Liverpool, you'd meet him in you know, the, the lounge and that fantastic fella. You know, he, he, he's, he's honest in what he says, you know. Uh, and I think he, leaves every, he left everything on the football field and that's how players should be now, you know. They shouldn't be running and raving. They should get out there and play and enjoy playing because it doesn't last long. Did you ever get the chance to play against him? I never, I don't think I did, no. I think he'd moved on by that time. I think he was, uh, I think he went on to, would it have been uh, Sam Dory? He went on to Sam Dory and he, and he was in Italy for a few years. But uh, I don't think I would have liked to have played against him in that midfield. Let's, let, let's leave that. <laughs> I would have been uh, stuck in the left back spot anyway. Leave that to uh, the, the, the hard men and that. I was going to say, that must have been quite formidable for any opponent going up against Graham Souness in a 50 50. Well, listen, it, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you look at people like uh, Steve McMahon and all good, good, honest boys, Ronnie Wheel, and he, they could put a tackle in. But uh, I think he had everything. I mean, you know, you, you watched him on the ball, his finesse, his passing of the ball, his range of passing, his vision and awareness and his whole attitude. He wasn't scared to wave that fist about and get the lads around him going. A brilliant player, won so many trophies, as you've mentioned, with Liverpool and a great sporting hero to have. Uh, so thank you for picking Graham Souness and thank you for joining us in the studio this afternoon, brilliant. Terry. Brilliant, Matt. Thank you very much for having me. Former Everton, Manchester City, Wimbledon, Chelsea and Ireland man Terry Phelan joining me to pick his sporting hero, On the Sporting Heroes podcast brought to you by Radio City Talk this week. My name's Matt Jones. If you hit the subscribe button, you'll get a new one uh, downloaded automatically for you every week. But on top of that, you can hear one live on Radio City Talk in Liverpool every Wednesday at 4.45. You can listen on your Radio City app online through DAB or 1548 Medium Wave.